Did you know there are some words in your email and chat vocabulary that you should never use at work? No, I'm not talking about LOL or IDK. These words are much sneakier and are covertly sabotaging your career. Keep listening to find out if you're using them. Welcome to the Burt Force Podcast. Our show helps active duty military spouses plan virtual careers. Each week, we'll be uncovering the secrets of virtual work to help get you hashtag hired. If you want income sustainable from anywhere in the world, this is the show for you. We are bringing you everything from juicy job opportunities to advice on how to glow up for a virtual interview. And now, let's meet our host. She's the change maker responsible for getting over 700 military spouses hashtag hired and making a $15 million impact in the military community. Burt Force founder, professional speaker, remote staff augmentation specialist, visionary. Here's our host, Kimber Hill. One of the biggest tools you'll use in the remote and virtual workplace is email and chat. You'll constantly talk and chat, and you'll be doing a lot of writing about your thoughts and work. That's why we're releasing this two-part series to help you identify words you should be eliminating. So be sure to catch not only this week's show, but next week's show as well. One key success factor to effective communication is to extract sabotaging language from your day-to-day communications and replace it with architect language. Now, what I want to do is point you toward a complimentary episode that discusses what architect language is. That's episode 11, way back from December 2019. That was our episode we did with Mark England, who originally introduced the concept of architect language to our community. So definitely go back to that episode, do a playback to help you better improve this area of your life. So hot words that we use a lot that intentionally or unintentionally convey emotion or undermine your competency include things like sorry or fine, just, I think, and a few more. In this series, we're going to harp on some of the worst of the worst and explain to you which are truly sabotaging your career. So let's start by explaining why you should stop apologizing. Often, when someone sends a chat and I'm away at lunch, when I return, I'm tempted to say something like, I'm sorry, I was at lunch. Another example is when I'm trying to coordinate a tag up with someone and our schedules can't seem to align, I'm tempted to say something like, I'm sorry I can't make it that day. Or even if someone asks me if I had a deliverable that I had yesterday, I might accidentally respond, 
I'm sorry I submitted it already. Did you need to see it? Oh, I don't do this anymore, but it is still a temptation, and I was so guilty of this for so many years. It wasn't until 2015 that I learned why the word sorry is so problematic in the workplace. First, the true meaning of an apology should be realized when you've actually done something wrong. Moreover, if you owe someone an apology, you should absolutely pick up the phone and make a personal call to apologize. So if we throw around the word sorry in our email and our chat, we're actually devaluing the meaning of a real apology. But that's not even the worst part. Every time you slide sorry into a sentence, you're submitting that the situation is somehow your fault. You may think this is taking ownership of the scenario, but that is absolutely not the case. We'll discuss taking ownership later in this episode. I like to describe excessively using sorry, similar to a small, weak dog rolling over on its back and showing its belly when it meets a stronger, more dominant dog at the dog park. This is not serving to be the way you present and project yourself in a remote position or in any position. We want our coworkers, managers, and the rest of the team to see us as equals. Using sorry is forever subordinate language that will mentally trap you and prevent you from reaching your full potential. When you're tempted to use sorry in your email or chat, try exchanging it for a different phrase. My favorite is thank you for fill in the blank. So let me give you an example because that can be hard to visualize. Instead of saying, I'm sorry I'm not available at that time, how is Thursday? Try, thank you for taking the time to schedule this meeting. I'm not available on Tuesdays at 2. How about Thursday at the same time? Or instead of, I'm sorry I missed your chat, I was eating. Try, hey, thanks for reaching out. I was at lunch. How can I help you? You will notice a world of difference in the way you visualize yourself and present yourself to your coworkers virtually or remotely. After this break, we'll talk about taking ownership of situations. This is Brittany and Leslie from the Mill Spouse Coffee House podcast. You're listening to the Vert Force podcast. This podcast helps you on your career journey no matter where you are. So after you have taken that journey and you are tired and you need a laugh, come on over to Mill Spouse Coffee House where we're serving up laughs. After you've listened to Vert Force podcast where they can help you, you can bring your resume to us and we'll give you unprofessional advice. Find the Mill Spouse Coffee House podcast on your favorite podcast playing platform. You can also visit our website at millspousecoffeehouse.com. And now back to Kimber and the Vert Force team. Need help with your resume? Vertforce has your back. 
listen to our Resume Bootcamp series, which covers episodes 47 through 60 of this show. Play them in chronological order to build a winning resume tailored to the virtual job market. Resume Bootcamp also offers a subscription-based online course and private community. Learn how you can opt in to our live trainings and resume critiques at bit.ly forward slash VF hyphen BC. So why do we accidentally overuse I'm sorry? My theory is that it's really our intent to take responsibility of the situation And it's that misplaced intent that's sending us down the wrong path. For your workplace relationships and presentation, you have to learn to interpret whether it was truly meant to be your responsibility or not. And in most cases, it's not. For example, if a team member has a task to fit a meeting into your schedule, that's not your responsibility. Now, it is a reflection of your character and integrity as a teammate to find a time that will accommodate them in a timely manner, but we don't need to apologize to do that. Some would say overusing sorry is an example of a people-pleasing mechanism. I would argue that it comes from a good place, which is wanting to take ownership. What is the difference between responsibility, and ownership. Well, in the workplace, responsibility defines tasks, objectives, and activities specifically assigned to you, a part of your job function, that will not get accomplished unless you're the one that does it. Ownership is an expression of leadership. Ownership is achievable when you've reached a level of excellence in your own work that you're ready to help develop and lead others. You can demonstrate ownership in any role you're hired into, so don't think you have to be an executive or a manager to get to this point. Ownership starts at truly understanding your place and position, but also how it correlates to the overall success of the company mission. Knowing how your work impacts the whole organization, helps you develop vision and the ability to guide and advise your colleagues. Ownership does not happen overnight. It's definitely a process. You may start to see yourself operate in ownership over time. Here's an example of how ownership can bloom. Let's say you can do your job with your eyes closed and you see your coworker is struggling to keep up. So what do you do? Maybe you offer to chat with her about some processes you currently use to help your own workflow. And perhaps she responds positively to it. You see that it's incredibly effective. So what might you do next? Maybe you discuss with your manager about how that small interaction improved your coworker's work experience. And perhaps your manager asks you to do a briefing with your whole company or your whole department on this particular process. Now, you're in a position that is shaping and molding the way the company does business 
and you didn't have to apologize to get there. Can you see the difference between ownership and responsibility? I believe to a certain extent, we all want to be with an organization and truthfully in a role where we can operate at this level. Like I said before, you don't have to be an executive. You don't have to be a manager. You don't necessarily even have to be a team lead to operate in ownership and leadership. If you feel the same way, there is a wonderful book I'd like to recommend that will help you better understand and visualize this concept. The book is called Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink, and it definitely portrays how you as an individual, no matter what position you're in, can contribute to ownership and can contribute in that capacity to your organization's efforts. I love this book because Jocko is a former Navy SEAL, and he tells parallels from stories of extreme ownership in the field and extreme ownership in business that we can all relate to based on our own military exposure. My husband and I read it together, and it was a great experience, so I'm going to put the link in the show notes for that book and encourage you to either listen to the audio version or read the Kindle version. Another book that I'd like to recommend to you is From Good to Great. I'm going to drop the link to that one in the show notes as well. What I love about this book is it talks about succeeding from any seat on the bus. What does that mean? It basically says an organization, a company, a project team, an operational team is like a bus moving forward in one direction. And it's important for that bus to be weighted correctly. It's important for that bus to have wheels, axles, passengers, a driver, someone in the front, someone in the back in order for it to effectively get to where it's going. It discusses your seat on the bus, knowing how your seat on the bus is important, and making sure that everyone else on the bus knows where they're seated, what their role is, and why it's important. When you can grasp that concept and totally understand what's important about what you do to the success of the organization, then you are able to walk in ownership and leadership. With all of this information at your fingertips, It's time to bring this episode to a close. I hope that your biggest takeaway from this is not to be that submissive puppy at the dog park in everything that you say and to dump needless apologies into every sentence, but to break that habit, pull that habit out of your talk, email, text, vocabulary, and start to communicate at a higher level of excellence. Once you're able to eliminate this saboteur, the word sorry is truly a saboteur. Once you can get it out of your email and text, you will then begin to start cutting it out of your verbal vocabulary. And it is so cool to see yourself mature as a professional in this capacity. All right. Remember, this is the first step to clearly visualizing your role your benefit, and how you can walk in ownership in your career. Remember also that this is a two-part series, and next week we're going to tackle two other key saboteurs 
that are undermining your career progression. Stay tuned. All right, Vert Force, that is it for this episode. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe, rate our podcast, and leave us a review. We really love hearing from you. If you need to find the show notes, which include all of the resources we discussed in this episode, you can find those at vertforce.us. Guys, I'm serious when I say we want to hear from you. If you have an idea for an episode or a question, email us at support at vertforce.us. As a reminder, all content associated with the Vertforce podcast is the intellectual property of Vertforce LLC. All right, catch you next week.